Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Big at night, but it's not Binkley tonight. I had to give him a night off. Not necessarily because he worked this morning. It's because he's just he's devastated with the way the Royals are playing. You know, Jay lived here his whole life. George Brett, Frank Thomas, Derek Thomas, Neil Smith. Those are like his favorite athletes. Big guys that stuck through it. Dusty Likens here with you tonight on Bink at Night with Kramer Sanson. As we have you uh, until the 9 o'clock hour. And like I promised, I'm there with you. I don't, I don't know where to go. It's 6 o'clock on a you know, Thursday evening. If you're already headed to the lake, God bless you. I, I am envious of you. If you're already there, even more so. I don't know what to say to that. Must be nice. That's what I would say to that. But I'm at the point now where I don't know what do you want to do when it comes to the Royals? What's your answer? 913-576-7610. Not, la- not playing songs. That's Carrington's job, which I've said from the, from the get-go out of the shoot. When I interned here, I was like, man, that Carrington guy would be a really good radio DJ. Nothing against his sports takes. He's clearly got the seat that you want. He knows what he's doing. But he might be doing something better if he was a DJ. That was a pretty good bit. My song was at the end of the road, and he played it. No credit, but that doesn't shock me. But my question to you is, what do you want to do about the Royals? What are your answers? Jay Southland, Toe Service, text line 913-576-7610. You got to be ugly. You got to call up here and cuss. You don't have to come up here and tell me that you spent a lot of money on season tickets because you thought this was the year. That's your fault. But I'd like to honestly know what you think should happen moving forward. I asked Rob Britton, who I'm playing golf with on Sunday, who I'm going to kick his ass. I've been nice about it, but I kind of have a reason to kick his ass. Why? It has nothing to do with his character. Love Rob Britton. Great friend of mine. Talk to him all the time outside of work. He just asked me on Monday. He goes, hey, I'd really like to play golf this weekend. Would you like to play golf too? Absolutely. I can play Sunday, July 4th. I'm not going out of town. Got plans already, but I'm wide open in the morning. Weird. Me too. I said, okay. So then I thought the initiative was, all right, I'm going to look into some courses. Let's see where you want to play. Not the way it happened. The way it happened was 
I'm good with the morning. What about you? Yes, I'm also good for the morning. And then I'm like, well, who's going to get the tea time? Well, can you do it? Well, where do you want to play? I'm not picky. He lives in Kansas. I live in Lee Summit. I threw out the invitation. We can meet somewhere halfway. Threw out four or five golf courses. Never said anything. I said, fine, I'll book it. Now your ass is mine. And where are we playing? Blue Springs Country Club. The course that I grew up on. Good luck. There's an 84 on my scorecard in the future. See you Sunday, Jack. Anyways, so I posted on my Twitter account. I have no idea what to talk about when it comes to the Royals because I joined Josh Vernier on Tuesday night this week. I happen to be up here roaming around, hanging out. And I whispered into Vern's ear. I said, man, we are a couple days away from people asking for Cal Eldred to get out of here. And after today's game, I get it, and you see it, and when you go to my Twitter, at Dusty Likens, the first thing that comes up is Uncle Carrot, fire Dayton Moore, that's it, well that's not happening, clean house, get rid of everyone from TL, existed 1993, at Rock Chalk TL 1993. From Voodoo, fire Eldred, call Isbell up, keep Oliveris too, option Dozier, and get him right. Put Bubich in the pen, call up Coar, put Witt in right field, Lopez at second, call up Bobby Witt Jr., Prado to AAA, trade Holland, Soler, Junis, get Benny, Mondi, Blanos, Rivera healthy, and go young. A lot of detail there, I dig it. Not to chime in, but don't bring up Kyle Isbell. Right, I've heard he's not doing too well. Like a 180 at-bats, 12 extra bases. Yeah. he just I think he was devastated with the call down. I think Kyle Isbell got that, that quick call up. Maybe I was right about thinking he reminded me of Johnny Gomes. And the list goes on. Call up Bobby Witt. Thumbs up. I can try to be a voice for you. Because when I was in on Vern's show for one quick segment... He told me to lay it out on the line. He said, why do you think that's the issue? Because the one coinage that I've learned from successors ahead of me that have done this for a very long time is that there is one big question. That is, you know, if not him, then who? And I'm not going to sit here and act like I know who pitching coaches are in, in lower lower tier systems or what would happen if somebody went out but what I told Vern Dusty, I grew up on Blue Springs Country Club to kick his ass for me also. There you go. Let's go. Hole one, real short par four. I always debate if I should hit driver on hole one, but that creek scares me. This chair is really funky too, for those of you that can't see me right now. Anyways, this thing just keeps whipping me in the back. But it says, please do not talk Royals, Dustman. Give us some Chiefs or NBA takes. I'm going to give you a ton. This is it. We'll come back to it towards the end. But there is a lot of Chiefs in this segment, and there's a lot of other stuff. A lot of good stuff happened today other than a 15-1 to loss. Like, I'm ready to see the Chiefs go 15-1. I don't want to see the Royals lose 15-1. to I'm with you. I'm pissed. I'm over it. And like I said with Vern and his show the other day, because I, I was going to have Josh Vernier on here, but I hope that he is 
I hope he's a couple Woodford reserves neat deep. Because they don't have an off day until the All-Star break. Or it's something severe like that. So he's got to ride this this wave out a little bit more. And, and having him on tonight with my sarcastic ass is probably not something that Joshua Vernier wants, nor does his hairline need. But the thing that I will say about this is that when it comes to this Royals team, and I see the people that ask for Cal Eldred to be removed, I have to agree with you. And it is my job to support my takes and have bold takes that I can do. So that's what I'm doing. And the analogy that I gave on Vern's postgame show the other night was that when these pitchers were drafted, and I don't need to know, you don't need to know their names because you can Google search any of them, the pitching class that Dayton Moore drafted. I put it into an analogy of somebody that went out that's very rich and bought a bunch of nice cars, some Lambos, a Porsche, you know, everything that's nice. You bought five to six of them. Now, clearly, you're a busy, rich man, and you can't maintain the constant uh, scheduling that is cars to get it tuned up, to get the oil changed, to check the tires, to get it rotated, the alignment, stuff like that. You need somebody that you trust. You need somebody that can kind of know what they're doing most of the time when you're not around and don't need you in their ear to talk about it. Somebody that you can be like, hey, how's the Lambo going? Oh, you know, zero to 60, 5.2. We're doing all right. She's tuned up well. AC's blowing great. And that's what these Royals pitchers are. Because if they aren't what they're supposed to be, then everybody got it wrong. And I think that's too much of an anomaly for that to be the case. I do think Singer, Kowar, Lynch, Bubich, all these guys are what they are as advertised. Now, are they all five aces? Probably not. Is Brad Keller the ace of a staff? I can't answer that right now. But I think that there is talent there. But what has happened is the mechanic that you've hired to take control of these cars and to keep them tuned up and to find any flaws or anything in their system that could cause a later disaster, that mechanic is not doing its job. And that mechanic is Cal Eldred. Plain and simple. It is his job to make sure that these guys are successful without anybody getting in his ear to be like, what's going on? That's what's going on with this system right now. Dayton Moore is looking at his pitchers that he would put a little bit more stock in, and it ain't happening. My big red flag was when Daniel Lynch was out there and he was tipping his changeup because the arm speed was fast. Why is your pitching coach not realizing that? Hey, man, come here. I noticed something. After one full start, after two full starts, the guy in control of your Lamborghini, your Porsche, your Maserati, whatever it is that you're keeping in your garage to have and to hold and to be the future of your moving success going forward can't realize that there's a check engine light on. Doesn't realize that the AC is blowing warm and says, ah, it'll fix itself. That ain't the way it goes. I'm sorry, but there's a lot of investment in this team. There's a lot of collateral dealt with these pitching arms. And that seems to be an issue. And when your team is getting smoked night in and night out, not because you're off it. We know the offense is out. We know the offense is bad. I can't blame Terry Bradshaw right now. Because they didn't put the capital into that. Jorge Soler, Hunter Dozier. Yes, that's a topic that we don't need to talk about because you've talked about it all day long. 
for the last two months. I know what that is. That's soon to be, hey, Sorlaire, sorry, it ain't working. Good luck. Someone else will give you a chance. I get it. It sounds harsh, but that's the way it is. And when we go back to the mechanic in the cars, when you can't perform your job that you're getting paid to do and you're in charge of a lot of expensive equipment, guess what happens? You lose your job. It's a business, baby. I know it sucks. Hey, I'm in this business in radio. If I get a job and I get a two-year contract and the ratings suck and the chemistry between me and my partner aren't there and it's my fault, guess what's going to happen? They ain't going to be like, hey, Dusty, keep plugging it out. Keep trying to work on it. It might get there. We hope. We hope you get there, buddy. We know it'll work. No. They're going to fire my ass, and you'll never hear from me again. That's the way it goes. And when you're not doing your job, something needs to happen. And right now, the pitching is the problem. Dayton Moore is not going anywhere. Mike Matheny is not going anywhere. Now, they could have some hot seats. They ain't going anywhere. But somebody who does have room to improve and has not made any improvements, that seat is disposable. And that seat does belong to Cal Eldrick. And I do think something will happen. I don't have any sources on that. I just think that the way this team is built and the target time that they want it to be built, be built and ready to go, it's not matching up. And there's a problem somewhere in there. Because right now the ERA on this team is not good. The pitching on this team is not good. And a lot of collateral that this team put in is within pitching. But that is it. That is Royals talk. I promise Maybe we could talk about the Phoenix Suns or Wimbledon. Haven't watched Wimbledon. Watched a lot of Phoenix Suns. Dirty Werewolf. Let's talk about let's talk about beer. Goatman. Yeah. What beer should Rob buy us for the course on Sunday? Hey, my name's Jordan. I live right next to Blue Springs Country Club. I've played it multiple times. It's a beautiful course. It would be an honor to meet you. Well, our tea time's around 8:30. When you see Rob off to the left in the woods, go meet Rob. I'll be in the fairway. Going forward, Mondesi needs to play second, easier on his body, and free the natural positions of Bobby Witt Jr. Well, we need Bobby Witt Jr. to find AAA before he finds the Major League roster. That's all I can say. And when it does happen, pants will be off. I will say this. Thank you for listening tonight. I will let you know. That's it. No more Royals talk. I will say, anyways, it's time to talk football. Chiefs will know in five weeks where they stand all season. Baby at night. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
Mm. I like this song. Is this from my popular playlist? Indeed it is, sir. Indeed it is. I feel like you need to talk like really slow and soft mm-hmm. when you have this on. Yeah. It wasn't the Royals day today. How can a team have no trade pieces? One MLB ready player can't even be competitive. Going forward, we're going to talk about the Chiefs because that's what makes your ears melt. I'm Dusty Likens. I'm here with Kramer, 610 Sports Radio. No Binkley tonight. He was on for Fesco's crew uh, early in the morning, which doesn't mean anything to Binkley because he just doesn't sleep. He might be asleep right now. Mm. There's no way. He texted me like five minutes ago. Okay. Then he's awake. How about the Phoenix Suns? Are we rooting for Chris Paul? We'll talk about Chris Paul a little bit later. The reason we're going to talk about Chris Paul a little bit later is because I do kind of get a little sentimental in sports when a guy does finally get to the promised land. And I was trying to think, Kramer, maybe you can think about it too because we have two hours and and 40 minutes left of programming, not full programming because of commercials and money that needs to make, you know, for the station. But I was thinking of Chris Paul because a lot of people's reaction last night, mine included, um, was good for him, never been there, always been in the league, always been a good player, Never really got to the promised land. Of course, we always remember the trade that got uh, debunked um, when he was going to go to the Lakers and win Kobe a couple more championships, but that didn't happen. But I was trying to think, and I don't know if we're there yet, but Mike Trout was the first thing that came to my head about a guy that you'd like to see at least get to like a World Series or a championship in their field. I don't know if Adrian Peterson's still playing football. I assume he is. Um, I guess he would be a guy that I would hope that would get a chance. He deserves it. I mean, he's ran for 2,000 yards in the season. Um, he was probably the best running back going for a couple of five straight years um, or four, then broke his or tore his ACL, then came right back and, and, and ran for 2,000. But I was trying to think about that because Chris Paul's legacy is it's finally, he's finally there. Like a guy that's played that long. Yes, there's mixed you know, feelings about Chris Paul. You love him, you hate him, whatever. But I was trying to think if there's an athlete in any sport. Football, I'm sure there's somebody we're not thinking of. But it seems like they're, they're I mean, Rodgers has a ring. Hey, what'd you say? Phil Rivers, possibly? But Paul's he's no him? longer playing. Though, I know, so but he's out. For, okay. So a person that's still in. Yeah, because then you could just okay. be like, oh, Dan Marino. Yeah, but he got easy. there. Yeah, Dan he got Marino there. got to a Super Bowl. But I mean, current player that has like a bunch of accolades that's uh, kind of been kind of through it, that has. A lot of talent. Like Chris Paul never like won. JJ MVP. Watt. That's that's one. There you go. He's never been. Who's a guy that you could see, you know, possibly getting there? Um but one thing that I thought was interesting is I was sitting in my house today. I live right by a train track, so I was interrupted several times with trains that came through, but I kind of thought about what this chief season is. And I'm not going to go over the entire schedule because you can do that. You can click Chief Schedule 2021 Season Google. Boom, it's right there. But to me, this season, other than the Revenge Tour, and we're going to talk to Pete Sweeney here in about eight minutes from Arrowhead Pride. Um, Pete Sweeney's on precious time, I've been told, from Pete Sweeney. So we'll have him in and have him out so he can go do his thing tonight. But Nice. There you go. But the thing about the Chiefs season this year is that it's the big three in the first five. 
And what I mean by that is that you play the three, in my opinion, I'm, I'm not going to get Tennessee in there yet because I just don't know technically where that defense can stand and what it'll be like with those two guys on the outside. I get it. They're stud wide receivers. They have a great running back, and Tannehill is a very good system quarterback within that system. And they're a good team. But I don't know if they're in these three. But it's the first, it's three in the first five. And the first five weeks of the season, the Chiefs will play Cleveland, Baltimore, and Buffalo. Those three teams have one thing in common. Neither one of them have beat Patrick Mahomes. So their goal this year is somehow we got to beat the Chiefs and we got to prove to ourselves that we can play on the same level as the Kansas City Chiefs because you don't need to look far. Guess who the favorite is in the Super Bowl this year? It's the Chiefs. Because 15, who is still not in the prime of his career, we have not even gotten there yet, believe it or not. Andy Reid is still coaching. They have the best one-two duo in the NFL. I will not listen to any. I, I guess you could. But for a lot of people, that's where they're at. And for me, the Chiefs did exactly what this team needed. They built their offensive line. They're protecting their quarterback which does so much for so many others on this roster that we'll get into in a little bit later. Like I said, we're going to talk a lot of Chiefs tonight. There's no reason to talk guys in blue. But it's the first three. It's the big three in the first five. Cleveland, Baltimore, Buffalo. You play Cleveland week one at home at 325 to kick off the season. And Cleveland's goal this year, AFC Championship game or bust, right? You got into the playoffs. Won your division, won a playoff game, lost in the divisional round to the Kansas City Chiefs. Damn those Chiefs, right? That's damn them. They're just that much better than we are. You look at Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes lives rent free in Lamar Jackson's mind. You'll play at Baltimore this year, a team that is coming back this year to think to themselves, well, we went out and we added some talent in Sammy Watkins. Good luck if he stays healthy. We've moved on in the backfield. We now know what our backfield's going to look like. We're going to let the young kid take the stride. Lamar Jackson's still here. Hollywood Brown's still here. The defense is still, t- is still intact. But what's one thing they can't do? Have them beat the Chiefs. What do you got to do to get to the AFC Championship game? Or to the Super Bowl? You got to beat the Chiefs. Same goal as the Cleveland Browns. Same division as the Cleveland Browns. And then there's Buffalo. Buffalo is, to me, and to me Buffalo's season is a little bit more advanced than the two previous mentioned. Buffalo this year, they got to get to the Super Bowl. They got to just beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. They got to get back to the AFC Championship game. They lost twice to the Chiefs last year. Once in their yard. The other time was when the Chiefs may or may have not broken them. I mean, you saw Josh Allen throwing footballs in people's face. Starting riots in the middle of the field. Couldn't beat the Chiefs. John McDermott's postgame press uh, interview. Horrible. His team fell apart because they got beat by the best. All three teams, first five weeks of the season. We know the Chiefs mantra. Get back to it. Or you can coin an edge of the revenge tour. Got embarrassed in the biggest game of the year. One of the biggest sporting events in the entire world. Believe it or not. 
national television, Tom Brady. Chiefs are the superior team. Can these others do what they set out to do? Not one has beaten Patrick Mahomes yet. So to me personally, within the first five weeks, the three big games, Buffalo, Cleveland, Baltimore, not in that order, obviously, it's Cleveland, Baltimore, Buffalo. If the Chiefs beat all three, yes, it's early in the NFL season, we'll know whose path is paved easier than the rest. Because Mahomes didn't play that whole game against Cleveland in the playoffs. Baltimore didn't quite get there to play the Chiefs last year. And Buffalo did, and he got embarrassed. We know what their three goals are. We know what the Chiefs is. First five weeks, we'll know whose path is clear when we move forward. Coming up next, well, Pete Sweeney disagrees with me next, probably. Bing at night. A lot of bass in this one. You can't spell bass without ass. It's a good day. Because today's Royals game only lets you now, as a Kansas Cityan, start knocking off the dates on the calendar. I mean, we're going to have training camp in less than a month. I mean, let's go. And now you get to have myself and my good friend Pete Sweeney Join the show on a on a random Thursday night where it's no longer raining. Coincidence? I don't think so. Pete, how's your Thursday evening going? Well, I didn't watch the Royals game today, so my Thursday evening is going well. That's good. I, I think. How's I your think Knicks season going? We are looking forward now to to Chiefs season. It's it's going to be here before we know it. Let's enjoy the next few weeks and start to get those updates for St. Joe. Are you ready for St. Joe? Because last year you had it real nice. You didn't have to make that traveling every day. <laughs> and now now you, someone, this is where, where today's times will really question if people really meant what they said a year ago because you, my friend, are officially back as That's putting right. mileage on that vehicle of yours every damn day for a solid month. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, I have the opportunity to listen to a lot of Six Ten Sports Radio. Sometimes you're on there you know, during the evenings with our our, our good friend Jay, and uh, you know the other shows. Depending on what time I leave St. Joe, there's there's always podcasts, and then you know you know this well about me, and we're you know friends off the air, of course. But sometimes you got to mix in a little Dave Matthews band, and so I'll do that to kind of get away when when I need to. Yeah, I mean, like it's weird because there's. There's a host uh, from 10 to 2. I won't say his name. It's not Alex Gold. Um, but uh, doesn't like Dave Matthews Band, and I'm, I'm starting to lose a connection with that individual. His name is Cody Tapp. But um, it's, uh, it's just very interesting to me how someone just doesn't like that band, and then you ask them what songs they don't like the most, and then they can't name one. Either way, um, <laughs> it's fine. But, no, I, I think, Pete, I think where we have to start off, because we have to do some sort of seriousness and then – we can kind of segue into what we normally do uh, where we have fun and we can kind of give people a little bit of insight of, you know, who we are as people. But I think the most important thing, and I, I, I want to get your, your honest and respectful opinion on this, is that your boy is going to be doing a lot of fantasy stuff here in the future. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. A lot of fantasy stuff here. And I want to I know 
because I look at what is black and black and white when it comes to this Chiefs team, and I get it. They up they up their offensive line to protect you know a one since day one and Patrick Mahomes at number fifteen. Like you don't want to see that guy run or get hurt. But to me, the story that I kind of saw a little bit on your uh, that you did an article of today on Arrowhead Pride was I think this is a year in which Clyde Edwards Elaire is a top five fantasy value running back pick because if Andy Reid has time to scheme and design running backs thrive in his system. And that is something where the way this offensive line looks on paper, I have not seen it. I will be down there with you a lot this, this summer, but I've not seen it yet. But what it speaks to me is that I see a lot of that Jamal Charles versus Oakland type stuff where it's like, Hey, he's getting the ball. Good luck. Cause we have so many schemes down the field that we're just going to have somebody blocked everywhere we go because of how athletic and how, you know, different this offensive line is. Am I crazy to think that Clyde could be a top five fantasy pick when it comes to the end of the season? I know a lot of people won't pick him top five, but when it comes to numbers, like he's a top five running back to me this season. Yeah, I don't think he's getting enough respect. The article you're talking about was Maurice Jones-Drew, who, of course, former running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He spent a year with the Las Vegas, then Oakland Raiders. And he knows his stuff when it when it comes to backs, but you know when you're covering the league nationally, you don't see what we see. You're not as locked into a little bit of what's happening with the team, what happened last year, what happened this year in the off season, and so on and so forth. And so I, I think what's been a little bit lost nationally is people are looking at Clyde Edwards-Helaire's last year, and he only had 13 games, and the offensive line, especially as the year went on became more injured and more injured. He didn't have an offseason as a rookie, which is a really, really tall task. And he still had 1,100 yards from scrimmage in 13 games. So now he's 100%. You don't know what's going to happen with injury, but let's say he stays healthy. You're telling me he's not having a baseline of 1,100 with all of that stacked against him? And then you look at the offensive line, and we have said this could be the best offensive line that Patrick Mahomes has had since he became the starter of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, that's going to help him, but it's also going to help Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And if you remember the beginning of the year especially, when Clyde Edwards-Alaire was fresh and just out of college, and remember in the week one game, it's the Houston Texans, you give him a little bit of wiggle room, he could do some crazy things. I mean, he could seem he seemed to be able to break tackles even when they were in close quarters. And so now I think he's going to have a little bit more of a hole to work with. He's going to be involved in the passing game. And I think he's a great fantasy option. The problem is we all live in Kansas City, and I think mm-hmm. everyone is starting to realize is how good he is. If you happen to play with friends that are, like, out of town, this is going to be an absolute steal at the beginning of, like, what would be a second fantasy round. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know if people from New York even know. Um, but one, I guess... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think another thing that's kind of an eye-opening thing for me this year, because I'm just scratching the surface, because we're we're finally getting back into into football. It feels like, you know, maybe just yesterday I was getting up at three o'clock in the morning uh, with you. But me and you. That's right. And it just it it seems like it, I know it was a long time ago, but it's like we're already back to this. And I think one of the biggest questions is is King Thirst man is is McCole Hardman. I mean, this man has you know, really kind of been out there this off season and, and kind of shown his face on social media. Got a lot of, got a lot of talk going on. It kind of seems like maybe because there was a big, there was a big moment last year for McCall Hardman where, and that Buffalo game, when he fumbled that ball on the, on the five, 
and Buffalo went up 9-0 to start that AFC Championship game, and everybody in their, in their right mind, and I don't know if that's, that that's an oxymoron, that everybody's in their right mind during that type of game, but it seemed like everybody was like, that's it. That's it. I'm done. This guy's done getting chances. But now as the new season comes forward and, you know, the, the scars of the, of the loss to Tom Brady and the Bucs are, are a little bit more healed for Chiefs fans, it seems like this is the year where people are like, okay, well, there's no Sammy Watkins option. Um, it's, it's McCole Hardman time or not. And I get it. They got the kid from Clemson, Byron Pringle still on this roster, but it does kind of feel like there is no scapegoat for McCole Hardman this year, that it's got to happen this year and not by just a minor step. Like he is a very talented athlete. I will not disregard any of that, but it seems like with this type of team and this type of system and the type of talent that surrounds him, it seems like this is a year where it can't just be a step. It's got to be, you know, a step and a footprint for, for McCole Hardman. Yeah, I, I think it has to be, but I, I do feel for Hartman in a sense because I don't think it's possible it can without another injury. I, I just you, you just talk about the numbers and the, the game. I mean, you go to a, a Chiefs game, and we all do, and you think it's going to be this long thing, and kind of like us and the show, you blink and the half is over, right. and you blink and the game is over. And you know, we're talking about the fourth target on this team, right? Because if, if we're buying in and we believe, okay, 1A, 1B with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, we do think that the next target in line is probably going to be Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who's actually getting some passes this year. Now you're talking about the fourth target. And if Nicole Hardman, his size and weight doesn't really translate to that ex-Sammy Watkins role. It, that's probably going to go to Cornell Powell or Byron Pringle, depending on how it shakes out in training camp. And so you're looking at another season of what would be manufactured touches. Now, we're just talking hypothetically, so knock on all the wood you possibly can. If there was an injury to Tyreek Hill, I think that changes uh, the season for McCole Hardman because I think that would provide a bit more of opportunity. But it, until then, I just think there's too many mouths to feed, and we haven't even talked like a backup of Daryl Williams. And if, if, let's say, the Chiefs need a, a yard or two for a first down, maybe they hand it off to Daryl instead of throwing the football. Uh, maybe they're, they're close to the end zone, they hand it off to Daryl. We haven't even talked about Lake Bell or Noah Gray. It's just too many targets, and there's just too many people in front of them. And it's just a little bit unlucky because you know, I think you throw McCole Hardman on another team in the league. I don't know about any team. If you throw him on another team in the league, he might be like north of seven, eight hundred yards pretty easily. And I think that's uh, a credit to the Chiefs and what they've been able to do with the wide receiver position. Who scares you more, Cleveland, Buffalo, or Baltimore? I have a very bad and unfriendly Kansas City take on this. Uh, I, I don't think any of those teams are the one to watch. To me, the best other team in the AFC is the one in the division, and I hate to jump on this bandwagon. And I just, what I say when I, I say this is it's not the Phil Rivers days anymore. This Justin Herbert kid can play with Patrick Mahomes. And I think finally the Chargers are going to be interesting. Now, I'm not picking the Chargers to win the division. I think the Chiefs are still going to easily win the division. But I, I have them as one of the three now AFC wild cards, and they can make some noise in the playoffs. We're going to see if Justin Herbert can take a step, but. Who's really he going to throw to? About enough. What, really, what really hasn't been talked about enough is this idea that I, I think Herbert is 
just as protected as Patrick Mahomes now. Now, you want to go to the three teams you mentioned. I think Buffalo, until proven otherwise, is still the most interesting team in the bunch. But more so than Cleveland or Baltimore, I, I go next to Buffalo and, and L.A. with the Chargers. That's fair. I mean, I, I don't know. I think it kind of sets up perfectly for Justin Herbert, right? Like he gets his first start ever against the Chiefs, and then it's just kind of like this, the tale goes on that you're always going to have to live up to the expectations of the guy that's in your league that is, I don't know, the best to do it. I'll put it this position. way. Yeah, you know, like I'll put it this way. You know, you put Justin Herbert next to Baker Mayfield, and I'm taking Herbert 10 out of 10 times. I, I never, I'm never going to – Look at Baker Mayfield. Like, let's say Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes play a hundred times. What is Baker winning? Maybe two, three of those games. Herbert's interesting. Uh, yeah, maybe it's not fifty-fifty, but I, I bet you Herbert is pulling out like fifteen of those hundred against Pat. I just, I just think he's a much greater threat than Baker Mayfield. You take Herbert over Lamar or Josh Allen? I would, but I know that's a bold take. I, <laughs> I like Allen next, and then Lamar, but. All these guys are top ten, if not top five guys. Where are you getting dinner tonight? Gonna head out uh, somewhere <laughs> around here. Soon. Some kind of some kind of location, you know. What What's gonna be the the menu type? Is it like Italian? Are you getting like home style? Like what are you Where are you going? Mexican food? Amer- something that's Amer- you know American, probably. We'll do something You're not going to like, get burgers and stuff, are you? We'll see, man. You know, it, there it, is no it we'll is see. You should, it should be premeditated. Like, you should already know what you're doing. Just let the people know. You texted me earlier, and, and I, I remember you, you texted this. You go, man, it's Thirsty Thursday. And I go, yeah, you're right. I mean, anything can happen on Thirsty Thursday. Well, maybe you'll run into McColl out there. I have no idea. That man is really letting himself go on the Internet. I, I love it. I'm here for it. The mustache is still there, and, you know, he's saying he's fine <laughs> with being the fourth target. I don't believe that any way, shape, or form, but good for him. Uh, Pete Sweeney, your season is about to kick off and, uh, enjoy the downtime because these are probably the most relaxing three weeks of your life. Because I saw somewhere that this is the last month that football is not played until March, 2022 or some stupid stat like that. Yeah. Only seven months until the run it back, run it back playoff show. So get yourself ready. I still kind of feel like it's our fault. It didn't happen that way. Um, Pete Sweeney, uh, Play. Let's see. What can I have you play tonight? Play. Answer, Marchie. When you pick that. When you pick up. Uh, when you pick up your food. That'll be a good one. Okay. All right. All right. right. Adios, Thank Pete. You. That's Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, Chief Editor. Uh, Pete Sweeney, good friend of mine, and uh, you know, you make it awkward for him. Coming up, Peter King said something to think about for the 2021 season in the NFL. Bing at night. You know, I didn't think that Mitch Lightfoot would be the first one to do it. After being voted as the player with the messiest locker, I figured it was only fitting to have my first partnership be with 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Can't wait to help bring their multitude of services to the entire Kansas City area. Hashtag give me that junk. Hashtag ad. Uh, For those of you that are lost, um, well, that's name, image, and likeness. In full effect for one Mitch Lightfoot, and we will get into that a little bit later. In fact, I'll tell you, we'll get into that at about 7.30, because I know there's a lot of you out there that are pissed, and there's a lot of you like me that are like, 
hallelujah scream from the floor all the way to the heavens that these kids can finally do something with their name, image, and likeness. The only person that I've seen that is still very, very upset is Mr. Reggie Bush, and he has every reason to be, as his Heisman Trophy is still uh, not his. Um, He doesn't have it. He does not own it, um, and he is uh, very upset. Um, But there is something new to think about um, when it comes to the NFL this year moving forward, more games to be played. Uh, Peter King had a pretty interesting article with Albert Breer when it came to the explanation of why uh, NFL experts explain this is the golden age of QBs. That is an an unprecedented intrigue. Quote, within five years, the league will start talking about expansion. A few years ago, there weren't 32 quarterbacks who were good enough to start in the NFL. Now there are enough to justify 34 to 36 teams when it comes to starting quarterbacks. Uh, it's interesting to think about that because Peter King gives, you know, there are lots of reasons to think 2021 will be one of the best NFL years ever. Uh, NFL's most interesting season. He says there's four reasons why. And reason number four is we are in the NFL's golden age of quarterback with the best crop of young passer stars. He said he's seen in 37 years covering the league. In 2005, two quarterbacks threw for more than 4,000 yards and two had a rating over 100. In 2020, 12 quarterbacks threw for 4,000 yards and 10 had ratings over 100. Very logical number one reason why the NFL is getting better and better and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. The NFL is the most popular sport in North America for many, many reasons one of which is quarterback play. The most simplistic answer I can give you is that the number one storyline when it went to the Super Bowl last year was exactly what you know it is. It was goat versus baby goat, right? It was Mahomes versus Brady or Brady versus Mahomes. Even when Madden did their release, everyone knew what Madden's cover was going to be the minute they showed two goats. The only thing that threw me off was the fact that Peyton Hillis was petting the goats. I didn't understand that one bit. But Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes were the storyline when it came to the Super Bowl, the biggest game in any sporting event on this side of the earth. And the way that quarterbacks are playing this year and many years moving forward It's just a different game. The days of eye formation, running between tackles, throwing the ball 20 to 25 times a game are done. Nowadays, it is a spread them out, sling it out, and that's how we're going to beat you. Because so many quarterbacks have proven that they can make that happen in the NFL. Russ Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. And the quarterback play not only is getting more intense or, I guess, eye-changing, it's getting better. Quarterbacks are able to use this method in the league and be pretty damn good at it. Last year, the top four candidates probably for MVP at one point were Mahomes, Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Kyler Murray. 
all four of those quarterbacks are what the NFL is striving on, thriving on in the NFL right now. Those guys are why their teams are where they're at. Option two he gives. Tom Brady at 44, piloting a fully intact defending Super Bowl champion. Both of these things are incredible. Tom Brady's 44 years old, knows the system, knows the game, still doing it. They're a Super Bowl favorite. They're not as high as the Chiefs, but they're second. Number three, GMs. They're bolder than ever. If the Deshaun Watson case is resolved by midseason, one of the risk-taking GMs could trade for him even if Watson is suspended. Somebody will do it. Somebody that's 500 that needs a couple of games can get a guy to come in there and just, you know, ball out because things went his way or things didn't go his way, and that's not the case because he wouldn't be playing. But maybe, the you know, things fall in his way. He gets signed. A GM makes a bull take, goes and picks him up, puts him on their team. That team, playoff contender. A quarterback that's in those names if they play. A quarterback that, before all this stuff happened, was part of the future of the NFL moving forward. Number four, navigating a 17-game season with more injuries and general fatigue. That'll be a storyline. Coaches should rotate series off, at least for veterans, in fourth quarters of decided games. But will they? He didn't mention COVID and how the team responded to the 2021 protocols, but you have to think a team with 2019 freedoms could have competitive advantage over a division rival with 2020 restrictions. But the NFL is moving forward, and it's not slowing down. More games, more quarterbacks, better quarterbacks, more talent. It's just a different ball game these years. And if your quarterback is exactly where you want him to be with the type of offensive production that you put him around, you look at Ryan Tannehill. He was out of Miami. He was a receiver in college until they realized they needed somebody to throw the ball and he could do it. And now he fit his system, fits the game, knows how to play, has one hell of a running back behind him. But they put two receivers on the outside of him, gave up some capital for one of them at the end of their career. It's a new game. There's a lot of expectations and a season that we haven't quite seen before because of how many games will be played. But it's interesting to think that, well, your hometown team kind of has the trailblazer of it all, and they're only 26 years old. Coming up, Josh Donaldson. Man, I kind of dig it with the sticky smack talk. Bing at night. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.